one. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings your Garage Logic podcast number 930. Hey. September 26th, 2022. 87 degrees was the record high on this day. They enjoyed that back in 1923. Oh. And it was 27 degrees on this day when you woke up in 1965. Huh. Sound like Minnesota Rusk. Huh. All right. Huh. That's not working. So we're going to go to the old one. And now, That's from great. the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Why are you sitting next to me? Hi. You know why? For new times. Why is he sitting next to me? Because. Let's do this. It's a big day in GL today. Okay. I reluctantly am here to promote the garage logic. Why are you reluctant? Because this will be the end of us. It won't be. I got a dump button. Okay. Uh, The garage logic town council is here. Yes, I'm some the mayor have, of the council. Some have already signed up for that. So listen closely, GLers. Today is the official, well, it wasn't the official launch because technically that was last week. However, for just $10 a month or for $100 for the calendar year, you, my friend, are going to receive access to 24-7 members-only live audio stream full of live recordings of Garage Logic, which will be the end of us. Best of segments and replays, full show video archive, including before and after the show, and between segments content. You're also going to receive a weekly newsletter from the mayor himself. A town council membership card, town council window cling, certificate from the mayor, and invites to exclusive members-only events. You can find out more by visiting the website, which is, of course, garagelogic.com. That's right, in between recordings of the podcast. Yeah, let's clear something up. Uh-huh. The, uh, the podcast remains free to the listeners. Correct. You don't this have is, to join this. This thing. is a bonus. This is a bonus, in addition to. That's right. So what you can do is you can join, call your buddy that only listens to the podcast and say, Wait until you hear what they talked about today, because you're getting it Listen live. to what Joe called Reavers and Rookie today. During the break. That doesn't explain why he's sitting next to me. Well, it's a big day. Well, because Kenny's also here, so we yeah. had to create room in the studio. Hi, Joe. Here I am. Steve Lundwall of Holiday, Tennessee, finished the great motorcycle chase. Nice. He uh, was allowed to even ride his bike out onto the pier in Santa Monica. He did 2,300 miles on his 1942 Harley WLA 45. Time to go home to Tennessee. He said it was amazing. I wonder what the route will be two years from now. And he sent some photographs. So that was great. I hope GLers followed that. Yeah. Kathy wants to know, can a true GLers drink of choice be a big, bold Cabernet Sauvignon rather than a beer or single malt scotch. Well, of course it can. Of course it can. Any port in the storm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it, what, <laughs> there's no official drink of Garage Logic. Not yet. Oh. We're available. It used to just be any. That's interesting. <laughs> we should change that. There's no official drink of Garage Logic. What would it be? Well, there isn't one. I, you can have do whatever you want. When the scramble rings, 
whatever you got is fair game. Mm-hmm. That's what you're scrambling for. That's a that's the coffee. definition of the scramble. I want coffee. Okay, sure. then it, that's your that's your spot. That can be fine. That's fine. The scramble means you heard the music on Friday, and then GLers would scramble to get their drink. Quick Thanks question. for explaining that, Matthew. Yeah. Quick question for Kenny. Are you an iced coffee guy? Because I know you're a coffee mm, snob. No, I had. I don't mind it, but I don't drink it. I had don't my first it. ever iced coffee over the weekend. Yeah. My God, it was heavenly. And I'm not a coffee guy. That's not the point. Coffee should be hot. Have you tried it? Because I had had your same attitude until I tried it. And then it's like, nah, that's not so bad. I'm not having it. I don't order it, but it's not so bad. Because I don't like warm liquid. You know what's good is that coffee beer you bought me. Oh, yeah, the uh, Guinness coffee coffee stout or whatever it was. Something, yeah. An estimated 45.6 billion... With a B. Billion in pandemic unemployment fraud. So we're dealing here locally with $250 million in a food fraud scandal. And the nation is dealing with an estimated $45.6 billion in pandemic fraud. This is from a federal watchdog. Fraudsters may have stolen $45.6 billion from the nation's unemployment insurance program using the social security numbers of dead people and other tactics to deceive and bilk the U.S. government. Unreal. The new estimate is a dramatic increase from the roughly $16 billion in potential fraud identified a year ago, and it illustrates the immense task still ahead in Washington as it seeks to pinpoint the losses, recover the funds, and hold criminals accountable for stealing from a vast array of federal relief programs. I predict they will not get to the bottom of this. Of they course can, not. They cannot. The government's too big, and the government has lined itself in lead. You you can't fire anybody. You can't dismiss anybody. No one's accountable. They've got they've built in too many redundancies. There's just no way to hold people. So let's bring it back closer to home. Okay. Uh, the food fraud feeding our future. Uh, has resulted in the discovery that quite likely 240 million bucks has been siphoned off and used for cars and jewelry and resorts and vacations and buying property instead of feeding children. And it's a very interesting dynamic that's developed. Walls uh, is, is trying to insist that uh, his office knew about it, but they were handcuffed. They couldn't say anything because of an FBI investigation. And then we learned that uh, Feeding Our Future sued the Department of Education to continue the payments once the payments were stopped because the Department of Education got curious. Had some suspicion. And then Walls uh, said a judge ordered the Department of Education to resume the payments. Not true. Mm-mm. Not true. And in fact, Walls even demanded to further get heat off his own sorry ass. <laughs> Walls demanded that the judge be, ex- uh, uh, what's the word Investigated I want? Investigated. Yeah, Investigated. Yeah. That was a mistake. <laughs> and now he's backing that off because the judge has stepped forward and just said, hold on. Wait a wait minute. Wait a minute. Something, Something ain't, ain't right. right. <laughs> and these judges rarely do this. Right. His name is John Guthman, 
And uh, he is uh, simmering with anger that, that they tried to throw him under the bus. This is your baby, Walls. It's your department, your department heads. From the beginning, the official narrative coming from Walls' administration has been that it did everything it could to stop feeding our future and its associates from allegedly defrauding the government of $250 million. Uh, we don't know that. Their hands were tied, they said. Because, uh, we don't know that. Because a judge had ordered them, meaning the Department of Education, to resume payments to the organization now accused of stealing the money. All right. Uh, we learned that this is not the case at all. If this doesn't cost Walt, well, I was going to say this should cost Walt the election. No, we know but, it won't. But I was going to say, as an aside, I ran into a number of people this weekend, uh, all of whom fairly well educated, none of whom were aware of the feeding our future. Right. You are kidding right. me. No. It's too complicated. No. Do you think they might be a little um, upset that you call them fairly educated? Mm -hmm. uh, well, I, we could really delve into that, why that phenomenon exists. And, and I think it's just people are just too damn busy to give a damn. Too busy to care. I think I have a... Well, go ahead. Sorry. When MDA stopped payments, Feeding Our Future hit back with accusations of racism and a sham lawsuit. Because of Feeding Our Future's misrepresentations in that lawsuit, a court instructed the payments to continue, the Minnesota Department of Education said this week, after 48 people were charged with allegedly defrauding federal meals programs that MDE administers at the state level. In other words, MDE's response uh, was, we had to pay the money. A judge told us we had to. And Walls repeated these claims during a press conference last week, going so far as to suggest the judge who ordered the payments to continue should be investigated. I have some knowledge to suggest that this judge might be the last guy in the world who would ever need investigation. Sure. You know, we could use now. He might be a lefty, but he's, he's an he's a, uh, ethical judge. I have a prediction. Watch him back out of the debates he promised to uh, partake in now. I would his... hope there would be an investigation into that, Walls told the media, saying he was speechless and found it unbelievable that this ruling would come down, <laughs> meaning that this was the judge's fault. In an exceedingly rare move, the Minnesota Judicial Branch issued a statement on behalf of that judge, John H. Guthman, late Friday, debunking the Walls administration's narrative. As the public court record and Judge Guthman's orders make, make plain, Judge Guthman never issued an order requiring the Department of Education to resume food reimbursement payments. The Department of Education voluntarily resumed payments and informed the court that Feeding Our Future, Feeding Our Future resolved the serious deficiencies that prompted it to send to suspend pay, payments in the first place. Deficiencies like no kid was actually being right. fed? Right. Those minor deficiencies? All of the Minnesota Department of Education food reimbursement payments to Feeding Our Future were made voluntarily without any court order, the statement said. Feeding Our Future sued MDE in November 2020 on grounds that it, among other things, was engaging in racial discrimination, uh, where I think that's where Amy Bach allegedly played a race card. 
and people caved like dominoes right. to it. Yep. And violating our uh, feeding our futures due process rights by refusing to process its applications. Thousands of qualified children in low-income and minority communities are going without desperately needed federal food programs because MDE refuses to process our applications, the lawsuit said. About a month later, Feeding Our Future and MDA entered into an agreement called a stipulation, whereby the state's agency was required to accept or reject applications that are correct and complete in a reasonably prompt manner. Before the court rules, before the court could rule, the parties reached an agreement in which the Department of Education agreed to handle these federally regulated site applications reasonably promptly. Uh, Then in March 2021, MDE stopped payments to Feeding Our Future based on serious deficiencies it detected. In response, Feeding Our Future filed motions for a restraining order and asked the court to find MDE in contempt. Some of these motions dealt with MDE's refusal to issue payments. Others dealt with MDE's refusal to accept or reject applications for meal sites. Let me pause. How bold was it of these people to sue to continue to defraud? Very bold. Kind of smart. Go on the offensive. Attack. Yeah. Right. We better not mess with them. On June 24, Guthman rejected feeding our futures motion for a restraining order. That is because MDE had already volunteered to withhold, uh, had volunteered to resume payments, according to Guthman. The Department of Education voluntarily resumed making payments. The Department of Education was not ordered by the court to do so. After the department resumed voluntary payments, counsel for the Department of Education wrote the court asking that freedom, that FOF's motion for sanctions based on non-payment be denied as moot because the department voluntarily resumed payments, the the judicial branch said. Guthman, however, granted Feeding Our Futures motion to find MDE in contempt of court because the department took too long to accept or reject new applications. As stated during the June 23, 2021 hearing, MDE's conduct violated the court's December 22, 2020 order, which required the MDE to be reasonably prompt in its response uh, to the plaintiff's program applications, Guthman said in his ruling. Let me stop right there. You know what you got here? First of all, you got a big bleep show. Guthman was saying to MDE, you have rules to follow. Mm -hmm. Who in MDE was capable of grabbing the bull by the horns and enforcing rules? They're all a mishmash of bureaucrats with layers and layers of protection, none of whom can step forward and take responsibility and say, we must follow this rule. What Guthman was doing is, look, you people got an order that you have to follow these rules. You're not following them. He didn't order them to make payments. He ordered them to follow the rules they were given, which they were not doing. Right. And then caved under public but what, pressure. But what the American electorate faces, what the American citizen faces, is an or not an Orwellian, uh, a a uh, an uncontrollable assembly of bureaucratically enlarged government that is incapable of being sound or legal in the in the technical sense of the word, because there's no one where the buck stops. The buck does not stop anywhere. And because these are Wall's people, 
Walls and the MDE will act in concert to try to protect themselves. When the truth is, the thing is such a mess that no one knew what to do. But isn't there a document? Uh, it can't be shared blame. There has to be a, a legal document that says when this loan goes out or this grant goes out, it's provided to you by uh, Room 27 at the Department of Education. Signed off on Commissioner What's Wallet. that got to do with what I'm talking about? Uh, <laughs> accountability. Somewhere. There isn't any. But, yeah. but I'm saying. But Paper trail, you mean? There isn't any. But how can there just be shared responsibility with no, no buck? Then you so, haven't been paying attention. The, the, the reason is, is because... They're too large and too insulated from the realities of ethical rule following. So what you just said about the government, 100% agree on. How is that not applicable, uh, applicable, whatever the word is, to all portions of government? It is applicable. Why should I vote? Well, what, what? Why am I voting? Well, and, and you know what? That's where I was going to go, Kenny. All they're doing is making us feel involved correct. by allowing us to vote. Look at Because what, they are so firmly ensconced on their third rail. Walls has a new ad out right now in which he's blaming that evil Jensen for wanting to cut education. Well, hello. Look, look at what's happening right now. The amount of fraud that took place through the hands of the Department of Education. He's sitting in a classroom saying... I, I don't need to tell you that that's a terrible idea. Well, go back to the uh, initial statement from the Washington Post. We're dealing with $45 billion with in a fraud. B. With, with a B. In fraud. So this is every... this. Yep. It wouldn't surprise me if this is every state in the union. Oh, easy. Of course it is. And that's why when this broke towards the end of the show on Friday, after we wrapped up, the first thing that came to my mind was anger because of we had been talking about the food fraud for weeks, if not months now. And this, and the fact that we have a president that just hired 87,000 more IRS agents come after, to come after more of our money, when this level of fraud is already in place. Let me see if I can put it in GL terms. Lay it down, bro. Let's start at the beginning. In Washington, you've got the Department of Agriculture, and they've got a lot of your money. Mm -hmm. Pandemic hits. Oh, boy, we've got all these state bureaucracies in place that feed children. Uh, we better we better do something to make it easier to feed children. Let's not make the state bureaus jump through so many hoops. Sure. Let's include for-profit groups, for example, to distribute the money. So along comes a supposed for-profit group feeding our future, and they go to the Department of Education here and say, we need some money. We're going to feed a lot of kids during this pandemic. Sure. Yeah. And the Department of Education says, okay, and they call Washington and say, send us a big check. Uh, we got we to gotta pay out some money here to some people that want to feed some children. Okay. And then they start dispensing this money, dispersing this money, to the local groups, feeding our future. And feeding our future is handing out to other people, all ostensibly to feed children. What we now know is that the children weren't being fed. When this is detected, the Department of Education is uh, has their foot put to the fire a little bit, and they say, well, we better, we better stop uh, issuing these payments. All Guthman ruled on was you can't just arbitrarily decide you're going to stop making these payments. Right. There's You've been ordered to make these payments, right? And you're not following the rules, and so now, uh, what? What? Now that it looks so bad, and it all blew up, and we learned that it was 240 million. Now you got the governor of the state saying, 
of the Department of Education. They were forced to make these payments by that damn judge who we should investigate. No, Walls, you're wrong. Walls is lying. He's lying. He did make a statement last week. Yeah. On Friday. Yeah. 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 And now he can't run backwards fast enough. Right. Right. Because he knows... He he crossed a line here accusing this judge of some sort of impropriety, accusing this judge, in essence, of enabling this alleged fraud to continue by ordering the MDE to make the payments. That's not what the judge did. The judge went to MDE, keep the, narrow, keep the focus narrow. The judge went to MDE and said, without, without his opinion on whether this was fraudulent or not, because that's not what he was asked to rule on. He went back to MDE and said, hey, 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 you're supposed to follow the rules. And the MDE's going, rules? What the, What rules? We don't deal with rules. No, we, we're above rules. We're all screwed up here. We don't have rules. <laughs> Kenny? Uh, Chris? In short, MDE was never ordered to resume payments to Feeding Our Future and was only found in contempt of court because it violated a settlement and it willingly entered into, which was to consider these applications in a reasonably Timely. prompt amount of yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. The Walls administration responded to the judicial branch statement in a statement of its own Friday. Feeding Our Future demanded that MDA make payments, and the court made it clear that if MDA were to continue the legal fight to withhold payments— MDE would incur sanctions and legal penalties, the statement said. The court held MDE in contempt for not processing Feeding Our Futures applications. That's an outright lie. <laughs> the governor is, was lying. In the statement, in the, in the press conference, the governor, uh, if, if, if lying is too strong, let's make it. No, the governor was distorting the facts. Well, Isn't that the same thing? <laughs> I'd go with your first day. It, it was it, distorting it, what really so took place. You had said this is you, from Alpha News, by the way. You talked to several people that are well-educated or somewhat educated. Fairly. Kenny had said to people are too busy. Let me give you the the chief reason why this a lot of things like this are just going unnoticed or un, unreported, whatever, the, whatever word you want to attach to it. I right now have the five most read stories right now at StarTribune.com, and you would think yeah. Something like this right. would be way up the there. The five most read stories from when? Online. That's currently happening right now at StarTribune.com. All right. Number one, pretty big story. Online threats force Richfield District to close its secondary schools. Richfield had a pretty big story over the weekend on Friday at their football game. Number two, five keys to Vikings win saved by bad run of defense. Number three, Plymouth. That's the one I clicked on. Slow your voice down. You're speaking down. Because you're looking at them. When you look at when us like that, us, over the top of your glasses, it, means you're, it I have makes us more really nervous. To say, would you please finish your push mumbling? Your gla- push your glasses yes. up. Yes. Push your I glasses. Sl- Thank you. Now you look. Thank you. Now you look great. Number three. <laughs> Plymouth Vet opens indoor dog park, restaurant, and pet retreat all under one woof. <laughs> I clicked no. on that, too. No. Yep. No. Does it no. say woof? Yes, it does. <laughs> I reject that. Number four. Blaine fights back yeah. against street racing Glasses with new down, ordinance. Yep. And number five, mine down too, double down digits twice, Vikings rally to so, beat Lions 2020. My point is, people don't care. Yeah, I was going to bring this up, Such, and not from his angle, from who else is going to cover this? Alpha News, Joe Souchere. That's it. You're not going to see this in the paper, and I guarantee you won't see it no, tonight on the news. The Star Tribune's covering it. 
They're this covering. alpha piece, that walls statement. They don't s- break. They don't break the walls stuff down uh, the way Alpha News did by a reporter named Anthony Gukowski. Uh Well, the Star Tribune did cover it, Kenny, with a headline for feeding our future leader an unlikely path to scandal. They did a very <laughs> are long, you bleeping? They did me? a very long piece, a profile of Amy Bach. Uh, in which we are told good things about Amy and that uh, she's a rule follower and uh, she's got a boyfriend that was a felon. A felon. And, uh, she got fired for something and we don't know why. Well, right. But uh, the Star Tribune doesn't delve into those two as, issues. I got it right here, Kenny. As the accused ringleader of a conspiracy that cost taxpayers $250 million, Bach 41 is an unlikely criminal mastermind. Though her live-in boyfriend is a convicted felon, Bach's most serious offense is speeding. She has a degree in elementary education. Okay, can we stop? Because here's something important. She either isn't involved, which is hard to believe, considering what she's now driving and other things. Right. She, She either isn't involved or she is a criminal mastermind. Because it took a, a mastermind with units of steel to sue MDE mm-hmm. because they had stopped feeding what essentially was this magnificent fraud. Wait a minute. You, you, you stopped sending us checks here. Well, that must be because all my food purveyors are black and I'm a female. You must be exercising some sort of political victimization here. I'm going to sue you. And then all these dolts in MDE, they got to follow the inclusivity and equity BS. Mm -hmm. So they say, oh, my God, she's accusing us of being racist. We better start the payments again. That's a bad look for us. Only to have it discovered that a judge says, yeah, you got to start the payments based on the rules you were given. And the rules were given is you have to make these payments in some timely fashion, and you're being accused of not doing that. All of that gets construed by the governor of the state uh, uh, who insists that this is all the result of a judge ordering them to pay the money. That's not what the judge did. No. What about this? This is a, this is a, uh, a really, really important story for the state of Minnesota. It's a At a real, very important time. It's a real important look into what, what's happened to the size of that government, what's happened to the size of these agencies, how they've been carefully arranged so that no one has to take blame for anything. And we're the saps who pay for this. Mm-hmm. We're the saps who suffer, not to mention the kids who didn't eat, which is another great story I'd like to see done. Did some kids starve in the last year and a half? I'm not being facetious. Did we're, kids go hungry because of this? Yeah, you're right. We never had any big stories about kids starving to death. Were these programs needed? Well, that's a good question. Yeah. Where's and, the and, list and of then, children? And then go back to something even more essential. Where was somebody to say, wait a minute, you're feeding 5,000 people at, at, at location A, and nobody went to look at location A to discover it was a one-room apartment? In which 5,000 kids had never appeared? <laughs> you mean to tell me you're feeding a million kids? Mm-hmm. Somebody in the Department of Agriculture didn't say, that seems odd. Someone in MDA didn't say, MDE didn't say, that seems odd. What if we go true black helicopter theory and there's a connection at the MDE that was in place 
that was in charge of making those payments and decided to, when they said we're going to sue, oh, we got to make these payments, it might be in on the cut, or is that too deep? If, if they just willingly said, oh, they're going to sue us, and there's payments started again, that seems like there needed to be a legal reason to do that rather than... What other legal reason? It was the judge's ruling. You must follow the rules. But they started making the payments again yeah. before that was resolved. Right, and then the bleep hits the fan. Now it goes back to... Right. Yeah. yeah. Now, where do I go to escape all this government overreach with my money? Well, I'd go to Eckberg Lammers. Really? Well, wow. you know why? Because if you don't, your estate will end up in the hands of these people. You won't be feeding my future. You'll be feeding somebody else's future. Your future will end up in the hands of these incompetent foofs. You don't want that to happen. Eckberg Lammers is an estate... Uh, I wish I would have had a little more heads up. I would have find, found their... 29 uh, minutes. If yeah. you don't, I'll have uh, $13,462 of your cash <laughs> in my house. Eckberg Lammers has been uh, creating the need, or serving the needs of individuals and uh, companies for more than 70 years with estate planning services. You're going to die... I hate to be the bearer of bad news. The time is coming for and everybody. And when you do, you're going to need you're going to need an estate plan. I got a guy for that. I got guys and gals. They're Eckberg Lammers. Great service, great people. It's a law firm. If you don't decide this for yourself, if you don't get some legal help like Eckberg Lammers and decide an estate plan slash will for yourself, the state will handle it, and you don't want to deal with the people we're talking about. You can avoid court. You can minimize taxes. You can control your wishes. Go to EckbergLammers.com for more information. Or if you want to talk to that team they have about estate planning, and this is Minnesota and Wisconsin, by the way, uh, call Eckberg Lammers at 651-439-2878. And uh, believe me, estate planning is not for the elderly. I've been on these guys here. Get it done. It's absolutely necessary to start that conversation. You don't want to deal with the people we're talking about. Stop burning boring candles while you're eating your lunch, kids. Okay? If you're hungry, get some lunch and get it the right way. Okay? On the up and up. What? Turn. What ad is this? You don't know yet? Candles? This is the candles. What's lunch got to do with well, it? Well, we've been talking about lunches. It makes me so hungry. And if you're having a romantic lunch, don't you need a candle? I've never had a candle at lunch. Do they make a mac and cheese candle? I will talk to Todd about that. You are darn tootin', Kenny. They do make wonderful candles. Yes, they did point at you. It is candle season right now. We all know that. So if you're going to go to a party, housewarming gift needed? Yes. Be armed with a nice, delicious mini donut spiral candle. Spiralightcandles.com is a family-run business. Started in the garage, and they have a wonderful selection online, and you can also see how the candle burns. It's not just a wick candle in the middle. It burns round and round. The candle gets smaller, and then you're entertained. It's a talking piece when you have people over. Spiralightcandles.com. If you're looking for the cylinder index candle, you get that online. That smells like 
the garage. It's great for a father's birthday, whatever the case may be. Grandpa, Papa Joe wants the cylinder index candle. Go online to spiralightcandles.com. Let them know that the Rook sent you. Get online today. You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. So I, I, I'm sitting on a part two of Howard's letter. Howard wrote us on uh, Friday about seafoam, but I I think I'm going to save it for later because I had a little seafoam episode over the weekend. Decided to go duck hunting at the last minute. Drug a uh, boat out, one of many. Got out my dad's little Yamaha two-and-a-half horse four-stroke. Hasn't been run in a couple of years. Great little motor, wonderful little thing. Pop the gas cap off it. Ooh, ick, varnish. Uh, and it was so simple, and I wasn't upset or uh, put off or anything. I just grabbed that little thing, tipped it over, dumped all the gas out, put in a little bit of new gas, a little bit of sea foam, and then finished it off with new gas. Three pulls, started right up, ran rough for 15 seconds, 30 seconds. Uh, by the time I turned the co- uh, choke off, she was idling, uh, just wonderful, just purring. Took her out in the lake and she performed flawlessly. Oh, it's a motor. What did you think it was? I didn't know what you were talking about. <laughs> I don't know. I was put. I off. didn't know if it was a lawnmower. Did or... I say Yamaha? I said Yamaha two and a half horse. Right? He doesn't know what that means. <laughs> I was put off when you said you drug a boat out. I uh, I have a hard time with that. Oh, Joe, they're these are little crappy little twelve footers. No, you dragged a boat out. I drug a boat out. We tossed it in the yeah, truck. Then he drove truck. More drove, importantly, drove truck over to the lake. Describe the smell that you had with that exhaust. That Wasn't varnish that was gross. It made me sick. Uh, and the four-stroke really doesn't have a stinky exhaust at all. It doesn't smoke. It's just a wonderful little motor. And thanks to Seafoam, it's up and running again. And seriously, it didn't take me three minutes, maybe tops. It was really easy, and that's that's what Seafoam does for us. It makes life easy. It's available everywhere the world over. A local company with a global reach and a wonderful product uh, with varnished icky gas. Seafoam. I'm looking at a photograph of a resort that Liban Yassin Ali Shire uh, bought in Kenya, allegedly using uh, food fraud money. It's a beautiful resort. It's got a big pool and cabanas nice. and palm trees and what have you. At least nine of the 48 people accused of defrauding the government of $250 million that was supposed to feed the kids have donated to DFL office, office holders in Minnesota. No. Sure. The number is likely higher, and Alpha News is working to confirm the identities of additional defendants. Campaign finance records show 42-year-old Liban Yassin Alishire Donated twenty five hundred bucks in May of this year to the campaign of Keith Ellison. Huh. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, Keith. Al uh, Ali Shire listed Hoodoo Properties as his employer, which was a shell company he created to purchase luxury items and real estate with money he stole from the government, according to the indictment. Uh, the list of those indicted in the federal fraud investigation. Uh, as they became public, we became aware of a donation to our campaign from one of the individuals charged. We immediately refunded the donation in full, Ellison's campaign said in a statement provided to Alpha News. The U.S. Attorney's Office announced charges against 48 Minnesotans Tuesday, last Tuesday for allegedly defrauding the government of $250 million bucks over 20 months. These defendants engaged in a brazen scheme of staggering proportions, 
U.S. Attorney Andy Luger said. At the center of the charges is Amy Bach, the founder and executive director of Feeding Our Future, uh, a nonprofit whose offices were raided in January. I thought we were going by rule follower Amy Bach. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Feeding Our Future participated in the summer food service program and the child and adult care food pro- programs, both belonging to the U.S. Department of Agriculture's child nutrition programs. Can you imagine how many people are involved here uh, just in employment? Right. These programs provide reimbursements for meals distributed to low-income kids by food sites like schools, nonprofits, restaurants, and more. Each food site must must have a sponsor organization, in this case, Feeding Our Future. The food site submitted reports on how many meals they are serving to the sponsor organization, which then submits the reports to the government for reimbursement. So... In Minnesota, the federal reimbursements are wired to the sponsor organizations via the Department of Education, hence the recent criticism of the state agency. The sponsor organization, that would be Box, then disperses the money among the food sites. So they were all lining up for their alleged fraud checks. In some cases, the money flowed to fake meal sites and then back to feeding our future in the form of kickbacks, according to Luger. Ali Shire was the president of an organization called Community Enhancement Services, located in the Jig Jiga Business Center Jiga? in Minneapolis. Hmm. His company operated a food site under the sponsorship of Feeding Our Future, falsely claiming to serve as many as 2,700 meals a day, wow. seven days a week, according to the indictment. In total, Community Enhancement Services falsely claimed to have served more than 800,000 meals to low income. See, when you get to that number, 800,000, that's resort level. Then you get to buy a resort. <laughs> right. right. You know, if it. you're only serving like 5,000, you're getting a Chevy Malibu. It's right. like selling insurance when you get right. those milestones. Right. You, you get the gold watch. When you hit uh, 800,000, you're buying an overseas resort. Okay. Okay. Do you know how difficult it is to run a resort? Why would you buy a resort? Well, with the, the money this guy allegedly stole, he can hire somebody to run it. You need to clean the money. Mm-hmm. You turn around and sell that mm-hmm. resort. Uh-huh. Uh, claimed to have served more than 800,000 meals to low-income kids between Feb <clears throat> and October of 2021. Uh, calculator, please. Somebody do the math. Monica. What do you got? Uh, February uh, to October is how many months? That'd be eight. All right. Divide. Well, that's 100,000 meals a month. They're claiming to serve. Does none of this think make of the, sense? Think of the the logistics Where was somebody of that. to say none of this makes sense? Right. The logistics of all the food, utensils, uh, paper cups, everything. signs, signs. You this, need a sign. This is not a sexy story. No, and that's why nobody's paying attention. And to that's it. what I was just going to back up what Reavers brought up before the break. Since we came back and you started talking about this again, Joe, uh, I have been thinking about. The Rockford Files, mm-hmm. My Taxes, mm-hmm. Duck Hunting, The Forecast Next Sunday, and A Monkey Making Love to a Football. Mm-hmm. It's just not a sexy story. It's hard to keep your interest. Well, Ollie Shire allegedly transferred his money to shell companies mm-hmm. and used it to purchase the uh, property in Kenya, a truck, and a boat. He also is alleged to have paid more than two hundred grand in kickbacks to Feeding Our Future oh, yeah. in exchange for Feeding Our Future sponsorship of his company. See, because the fraudsters... Needed a paymaster. Yeah. So Amy allegedly becomes the paymaster. Rule follower. In exchange for the kickbacks 
okay, you're claiming you're feeding this much. You get this much of a check. I want 200 grand of it. What a scam they had. I'm uh, I'm caught up on the, uh, please describe for me the truck in Kenya that he purchased. No, he purchased that truck. We don't know that he purchased a truck in Kenya. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. It's just a truck. I was just seeing a really bad truck. Ollie Shire operated a second fake food site with his co-defendants, which received 180 grand. During his first court appearance Thursday, prosecutors said Ollie Shire purchased a resort in Kenya using the stolen funds. A judge ordered his release, despite concerns from the prosecution about him fleeing the country. At least three defendants have already left the country. Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry, the little guy, U.S. Representative Ilhan Omar, Minnesota Senator Oman Fateh, Omar Fateh, and Minneapolis Council Member Jeremy Ellison, the Attorney General's son, have all received donations from defendants in the case. Huh. Three of the defendants previously served in appointed positions in the Minneapolis city government. Omar, Fateh, and Fry have said in previous statements to the media that they've returned the donations. None of them have replied for comment. Show me the receipt that yeah, you've done. Yeah, I, I want proof of that. I would like that. proof now. I want proof of that. What about Ellison? Is he, uh, what did he do with it? Ellison claims their people claim they've given the money back. Okay. Levon Yassin Alshire, the guy who bought the resort, he gave money to Ellison, Fateh, Fry, and Jeremiah Ellison. Assad Mohammed Abshur gave money to Fatah and Fry. Abdi, Abdi Akam Ali Ahmad gave money to Fry, Fateh, and Omar. He gave 2700 bucks to Omar. And somebody named Abdullah Getty gave money to Fatah, Jeremy Ellison, Fry, and Omar. Saeed gave money to Fateh, Fateh, Fry, and Ellison. Salah gave money to Fry and Ellison. Abdi Kadur Anunshi Mohamud previously served on Mayor Fry's Community Safety Working Group. Uh huh. Abdi Nur Salah, former aide to Fry, uh, gave a grand to Fry July 27, 2021. Uh, How much money went to the website in which they were creating names for the kids that they were feeding? Did any money go to they that website? They just ripped that website off. Oh, that one. They didn't get any money. They didn't get any contribution. Okay. 100,000 meals a month. Wow. That's pretty good. Well, let's... What a staff. How many is that a day? Depending on the month. 100,000 divided by 30? Hey, how many months have 28 days? I don't know. All of all them, of them. dummy. Oh, that's a trick question. I said I don't know. <laughs> and I said all 100, of them, 100,000 meals a month divided by, let's just say 30 You're days. You're going to go about 30,000. 3,333. Which was funny because no one ever saw anybody getting fed. Right. Where was the truck? The, the, the food truck's got to pull if up. If you and... were feeding that many kids, you would have run into it. The average citizen would have <clears throat> yeah. seen it. Yeah. It would have been everywhere. Would have been. You would have had well, to spread food out everywhere. I've said this a bunch, but the best quote was the next door neighbor. The guy said, "I've never seen a single." No, kid it would be that. like election day lines. Yes, where people would be lined up around the block. Right. Yeah, they had like one little shelf of toys. Hey, yeah, this is where they, they hang out. Look at their playroom. You know what brought all of these? What started all of this? A post on social media. Really? When are the well? Ho let's hope the criminals never learn. 
that social that social media right. is not How their friend. Busted, yeah, it was somebody bragging about uh, or showing a video with uh, lots of money and uh, gold and the whole deal. Huh. The uh, if uh, I've given two options for Bach, she's either innocent, which strikes me as unlikely, or she truly is a mastermind. Because remember, there's a key element to all of this. Because of the pandemic, the United States Department of Agriculture allowed for-profit restaurants to participate in the program. Thus, these these oh. Abdi guys showing up and saying, "My, hey, I'm at the Half Moon uh, Flower Biscuit Restaurant. Uh, I need money. That's I'm feeding kids." That was allowed because of the pandemic. The flower biscuit restaurant. Well, whatever. To help yeah. to help restaurants stay afloot. Right? Any anytime there's an event. No, like... to to not necessarily help restaurants stay the afloat. Kids still had to, to, eat. to to make sure that uh, kids were were getting fed. Okay, and that was because the kids that weren't in school, some of them just relied on that was their meal for the day or whatever. Right. Prosecutors said that stay at home orders and telework policies made it more difficult to oversee the food aid program, rendering it vulnerable. To fraud and abuse, and feeding our future was an approved sponsor of the federal program. Now, uh, dark thought, dark Good. thought. Not okay. that this isn't dark enough. Darker than my thought that somebody at the MDE was in on it. Look what manipulators learned about controlling people during the pandemic. Mm. Oh yeah. Look what manipulators learned about making you wear a mask, stay at home. Closing businesses. Where will these manipulators be taking us in the future? They've 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 learned a great deal about the vulnerability of the American electorate. They've learned a great deal how to emotionally terrorize people. It's already happening. And yeah. and you know how soon is it uh, going to be before these dreadful uh, power brokers? Like uh, the Al Gore types, for example. Mm. Uh, have you locked up because you are no longer going to buy gasoline? Joe, we're already seeing that, that type of manipulation. It doesn't matter what has actually happened when it, when it comes to someone that's in an elected position. As long as we just keep saying the way we want you to think, you're just going to eventually believe it. It's you know, already happening. What I've learned is how and when to defraud the government, how to get away with it. And what mistakes not to make. You don't mean in your personal life. I do. I do. The next time we have a pandemic or a natural oh, disaster okay. or any anything that huge, I, I'm going to figure out a way to get my... Get, Kenny needs a couple bill. With a B, as Chris would say. A couple bill <laughs> with a B. Just feed kids. And that's what this has been, Such. It's been a great education for criminals who want to defraud the government. This is. It was a good idea. They would have gotten away with it. And man, those dudes really—they jumped right on it, Abdi and whoever else it was. They didn't flee the country. That's mistake number one. Remember, yep. you got to once you get the money, you, know, you have uh, to flee. Three of them it. did. Three of them have. Uh, you've got to clean that money somehow. Buy yourself a resort in Somalia or wherever the hell you bought the Ozarks. Yeah, Kenya, Kenya. Um, Brooks going to the Ozarks. What else, Such? <laughs> what else? Uh, you have to. Uh, uh, demonstrate that you're working in the interests of a politically identified, protected, victimized class. Uh, right there. Key. That's, That's, number That's, That's number one. That's number one. 
because that opens all the doors. Mm-hmm. Yep. And and was Amy uh, <clears throat> smart enough to know that the government is so incompetent she could get away with this? By incompetent, I mean, did she know that the right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing? That if I put enough yep. Somalis as my front page here, if I put enough Somalis in front and say, look what you're doing for these people, uh, uh, could I? am I going to be able to get away with the fact that no one will check on this? And she almost did. What was the first date what, that this appeared? How far into the pandemic were we? Maybe we don't have dates. I don't remember. Oh, it was the year 2020. I mean, you were, well, that's, that's a good question. Let me see if I can't find find the answer. Check on that for me, will you please? Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> uh, our future sued MDE in November 2020. Wow. Oh, okay. Pandemic is what, February The, f- the pandemic, you could say... Was March seventeenth, twenty twenty, Saint Pat. I'm going to call it Saint Patrick's Day of twenty twenty. Was the official "We're all going to die" date? Okay. And so they so they him made in November. it. They, they instantly got on to the uh, applying for the money. Okay. Which uh, began to what? Not show up in time by November of twenty twenty, and that's when Feeding Our Future said, "You're only stalling because." You're you're discriminating based on race. I wonder what switch was flipped at the MDE to say we better pay these things out before the judge ruled that they were mandatory. They had to make the payments. That's the missing piece of the puzzle. We don't we don't know that that has been given to us. Yeah, I wish I knew the answer to that uh, because. This lawsuit said you're violating our due process rights by refusing to process our applications for new meal sites. So something happened uh, to alert someone in MDE to say, hold up, wait a minute, something ain't right. Something happened. It, just, it had to be just red tape stuff, right? Yeah. Paperwork. Because she would go through these, Amy uh, I'm referring to, would go through these applications to make sure everything was right. And the wording was right. It could be that simple. It could be so simple that the requests for payments were so overwhelming right. that the bureaucracy couldn't keep up with it. That's big. That that big furnace she was feeding with fraud, however allegedly, right. was so uh, insatiable that she was pestering them, where's our money, where's our money, where's our money? To the point where she said, well, obviously, allegedly, obviously you're stalling because I'm dealing with a lot of black people. So she instantly she played that yeah, winning card, you know. Sheesh. And that's when, before the court even ruled, the parties reached an agreement in which the Department of Education agreed to handle these federally regulated site applications more promptly, right? Mm-hmm. And by December of 2020, a consent order approving the settlement was issued. But that order by Guthman merely said, you must follow the rules. Why don't we take a short time out? We will, Joe, but first we have a new...
proud supporter of the Garage Logic podcast to welcome. I'm talking about Keller Tax Services, gentlemen. That's right. They are now with the Garage Logic podcast. They've been doing taxes for 20 years. They started in Orange County, California, and said to heck with that. So they moved to Minnesota in 2016. That's right. They prepare all types of returns for all types of professions and businesses. They have perfected the virtual tax appointment via video and phone, and safe document exchange options, encrypted and secure, confidence of a professional with the convenience of staying right at home. It's competitive pricing to do-it-yourself software. There's a flat fee that includes state income tax return, e-filing of all returns, and direct deposits of any refunds. Well, that won't apply to me, by the way. But if you are getting a refund, that'll apply to you. You can book your appointment by phone. Call 320-352-0013. Or you can go online by going to Keller Tax Service on Facebook. Their goal is to take the mystery and anxiety out of the tax preparation process. Book your appointment and please let them know at Keller Tax Services that you heard them right here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Right now, you might walk into the house uh, after maybe going on some leave watching. And don't forget, when you walk in the house and you look at that kitchen floor and it reminds you, it's just kind of dreary. It's been there too long. My, my floor reminds me of 1978. You need to call Redmond's County. It's just really, you got to get out of the disco era, baby, and into the 2020s. Redmond's flooring and design has been around for over 50 years. They're in Anoka, and Mike and the crew. They really do a fantastic job. First and foremost, they know who to work with. They work with Mohawk. That's the best, biggest name in flooring. And I want you to go to their website, request an appointment, make an appointment with them. Their design center will allow you to pick from so many different items, and they will cater it to you. Carpet, hardwood, tile, vinyl, waterproof, free estimates, and they're not an overnight operation. Some are out there, and you know what? You just wonder what the quality is. There's quality at Redmond's. They take their time on the install, take their time on the design. They let you in on it. So go check the reviews. See people that have worked with them already on their website, R-E-D-M-A-N-N-S.com. That's Redmond's.com. And again, check out the five-star reviews. Let them know that the Rook sent you. Freshen up that home with a design from Redmond's Flooring and Design, 763-316-3332. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Souchere. Ladies and gentlemen, the Pixies on the Garage Logic podcast. Enjoy. That's more like uh, tragically here. Well, you're wrong again, you're Joe. Walk up the ramp. Uh, I don't think there's be a long walk, okay. wouldn't it? Uh, now that the big Labor Day sale is over, back to business as usual for our guy Rich in Maple Grove Lock and Safe. Business as usual. What's that mean? Number one, the Liberty Safe. That coughing fit is about to return. That wasn't part of the ad. That was a side, uh, an, an aside there. The Liberty Safe, <laughs> the best safe in the United States, made right here in the United States. Many models, many options to choose from when it comes to the Liberty. Uh, Liberty means that's there's a unit there for everybody. Uh, no matter who you are, no matter what your budget is, you'll find a safe to meet your needs. And the reason for that, Rich, the owner, he's the guy's. Uh, he's the guy that's going to walk you through the procurement procedure and make sure you get home satisfied maple grove lock and safe.com the website the business the street address 6901 east fish lake road in maple grove 
What does Hauser have? Uh, one hour ago, Mr. <laughs> Hauser tweeted the following. The latest, the feeding frenzy over feeding our future fraud case continues. Today, GOP candidate for Attorney General Jim Schultz and GOP state auditor candidate Ryan Wilson demanded more answers from the current AG and auditor. Scott Jensen will ask the same of Governor Walls today at 1 o'clock, which is right now. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And Mr. Schultz also issued the same type of tweet uh, earlier today. Why doesn't somebody ask uh, the mayor why all these, uh, why so many of these characters work for him? I'd like to know that. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, uh, uh, back uh, like next Fred question. Next question. Or it's just simply no comment. Yeah. We had a uh, drag story hour. Is that what they're called? Yeah, drag story hour. Yeah. Yeah, where they uh, do the uh, sit down. Over the library, read, over yes. the weekend at the library. And Downing has a good note. <laughs> How about a founding father story hour? Oh, interesting. You know, uh, in observance of Independence Day, costume characters would read to kids about how great America is. Freshly powdered wig. How about a President's Day story hour? With George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, and Abraham Lincoln impersonators. Joe, these are all toxic males. This is not going to work. Or how about a Minnesota statehood story hour with Alexander Ramsey and Henry Sibley? Nope, they're all canceled. But that's the sort of thing you really did find at the public library in Mm -hmm. the past. It's true nature of whores a vacuum. When you rename an existing civic relig- when you remove an existing civic religion, something else must replace it. And in a follow-up note, he writes, "Why are some so gung ho to take their kids to a drag queen story hour? Because wokeism is a full-fledged religion, and the adherents must publicly prove their faith." In the Bible, we read how God told Abraham to sacrifice his son Isaac. To prove his faith, Abraham was prepared to do as God said. Even though Isaac was in the corner and said, hey, 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 Hang on you, you serious here, Pop? <laughs> Didn't you Abraham know? said, God, you must be putting me on? Yeah. God said, no. Abe said, what? God said, you can do what you want, Abe, but the next thing you know, you got to see him coming. What song is that? It's a Highway 61, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, Dylan. In the Bible, we read how God told Abraham to sacrifice his son Isaac to prove his faith. Abraham was prepared to do so. That's what's going on with the left. They are sacrificing their children to prove their faith. Uh. It's a religion, or perhaps I should say a cult. They are sacrificing their children to prove that they are true believers, just like Abraham did. (laughs) Except Abraham did not sacrifice Isaac. God told him not to go through with it. He had passed the test. Hmm. That's right. Here it is. God said to Abraham, kill me his son. Abe said, man, you must be putting me on. God said, no. Abe said, what? God said, you can do what you want, Abe, but the next time you see me coming, you better run. Mm-hmm. Oh, Where do you want this killing done? The boy could write some lyrics, couldn't he? Oh, out on Highway 61. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy, he was a good, good writer. Can't always get what you want. I've been saving this time you can. Uh, because it's apropos of what we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. This was last week. <clears throat> Dateline United Nations. Your They're favorite. in our country. Your favorite. In an alarming assessment, U.S. Secretary General Antonio Guterres told world leaders 
that nations are gridlocked in colossal global dysfunction and aren't ready or willing to tackle the major challenge that threatens the future of humanity, which is the fate of the planet. Speaking at the opening of the General Assembly's annual top-level meeting, the U.N. chief pointed to the war in Ukraine, multiplying conflicts around the world, the climate emergency, the dire financial situation of developing countries, and the recent reversals of progress on such U.N. goals as ending extreme poverty, improving and providing quality education for all children. The world is paralyzed, uh, and he's angry about that because he believes all energy should be focused on saving the planet. (laughs) That that's our biggest problem. No, it isn't, you fraud. Our biggest problem is we have many problems, and saving the planet is about 4,000th on the list. And it's not what you want, you fruitcake. So uh, get out of my country and take your agency with you. You haven't accomplished anything. And it's driving me crazy that they continue to get away with this. The, the, The planet is in great peril Climate catastrophes, uh, yeah, it goes on and on and on and on. And it's just, there's no ending to the hysteria and the, and the fraud behind this. And uh, it's, it has nothing to do with the climate. It has nothing to do with the environment. It's a reordering of wealth. And, it, and, it has, and, and our saps that we have running our country, they're falling for it. They're party to it. They've embraced it. It's and so amazing that he actually – I read that piece about a week ago or so. It was, it's a week old. And uh, that he actually says he, – he, he does the right thing, and he, he mentions everything that's wrong with the world. But then he has the kahunas to say none of that matters compared to the climate. Right. Oh, you know, John Kerry loved that. I got a nice note from Aaron, the panhandle truck driver down in Florida, and he said, well, we have a hurricane coming. Yeah, you do. It's it's going to hit Tampa. Yep. Where's Kerry to get out in front of it? Yeah, we got to stop this. Thing. You can get out in front of it. Let's yep. go. And if Kerry had been out in front of it, yep. and Just spending money some it. money, Just throw money at it. Yep. We we would be okay. You know, we had eight storms yeah. last year, which cost America well more Come than eight, eight than a billion dollars sure. per storm. Sure. Close enough. It's yes. far cheaper to recognize what's coming and cure the problem ahead of time. Well, that's right, John. Where are you? you got to get ahead of it and throw money at it. Put on your cape and get out there. (laughs) Stand at the end of a dock and just hold your arms up and stop the damn thing. Throw a check at it. Thou shalt not pass. (laughs) Sounds like they're going to get a whopper. Yeah. And uh, prices of your Cuban cigars are about to go up. I think so. And and the uh, yesterday Tampa Bay hosted Green Bay. Mm-hmm. I didn't know who to root for because those are the two most annoying quarterbacks in the history of the National Football <laughs> yeah, League. Off the charts, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Uh, Green Bay pulled it out, right? Yes. At the end, but uh, it was a hundred degrees on the field, so that that pre-hurricane weather was really really hot. Even hotter in Miami. I don't know if you noticed that or not. What I did notice is that when that hurricane comes through, it's going to cool her down a bit. What I noticed was uh, yesterday was a nice day to be outside in Minnesota, and I can't imagine anybody sitting inside watching football all day. Uh, I did not. I agree with you. I, I, I was not. outside, I was although it was, was, it, was, okay. it, was it was a bit windy. Actually. I was actually casting my gaze <laughs> yes. over at Rookie. <laughs> I thought I was sitting in there watching. 
I can watch a lot of football when the weather turns vile. However, full disclosure, I probably would have. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I could I could watch some of that. Uh, I watched some of that Sunday night game. Why are you doing Monday night sports? Time? Oh, that's right. We got to do that today. <laughs> yes, Never it mind. Is. Uh, yes, it is. Well, Never I mind. was wondering if you were transitioning because you did start with the food fraud, then you switched to climate change. If you were going to bring up the fact that the Somali envoy has visited the Twin Cities to seek famine relief for nations struggling with drought, cl- citing climate change. Okay, let's get in on the ground floor here. No, let's go. No. You, your Let's ground floor go. is the tree money. You you work the tree money. All right. Remember, we're going to have yeah. $1.9 billion. Carbon credits. Federally right. sent to the states to uh, solve tree equity. I have an email. I will go to the U.S. Fish and Wildlife. I will purchase um, a 1,000. We're going to start small. I'm going to purchase a 1,000 Norway spruce for a dollar a piece. We're going to sell those for $50 a piece. What is fifty times a thousand? Well, I have a note from uh, yeah. I have a note from Tom uh, Prustner who writes, "I believe I have come up with the most simple and expedient way to reach total tree equity." I'm quite astonished you and your group of hunyucks haven't thought of it. <laughs> As I believe Bubbles, aka Kenny, quite astutely <laughs> observed, trees take a long time to grow. Forever, since we only have about ten years left before we all succumb to man-made climate change. We have wrought up, that we have wrought upon ourselves. We must act now. My proposal: <clears throat> instead of planting trees in those areas suffering from tree inequity, go to the uh, go to the neighborhoods and properties with an abundance of trees and just start cutting them down. This will have a oh. much more immediate impact on tree oh. equity. Plus, it will have one additional benefit: it will fit right into the mysterians and hysterians' desire to have everyone suffer instead of prosper. It's a win-win. It's brilliant. I'm also wondering if you could make a ruling for me. What's the appropriate... Foghorn that, please. I gotcha. What is the appropriate tree equity index, TEI, for a homeowner? For instance, I currently have three trees in my property that are no more than 20 feet tall with a diameter of no more than 20 feet. None of them shade my house. A few years ago, I had to remove a willow tree that was struck by lightning. The CFF chief fault finder and I have considered planting a tree in its place, but now I'm concerned we could exceed our authorized allotment, or TEI, on our one-third acre parcel. I'm even concerned I may need to cut down one or more of my existing trees if my TEI has already passed its upper limit. As you often ask regarding the temperature, how many trees am I supposed to have? Thanks and good luck. Pushing back more by the minute, Northfield Tom. Uh, Tree equity index is not a bad index. I think we're supposed to have as many trees as possible, aren't we? Because of Mother? Mother's Um, Earth? I don't know. Uh, I think there's a chance, like, say, Summit Avenue. Way too many trees there. Oh, no. And we need a bike lane. So let's rip them babies out. I think we go to Summit. Start start on Summit. I think he had a brilliant idea. If you want to suffer equally, this guy's right. You got to cut down trees, not plant them. Yeah. Too many trees. Big old pain in the ass. Old trees dropping the leaves. Housing squirrels. No more raking. Oh, yeah. It's kind of nice. I, I have two. never raked. I've never bought into that BS. You just oh, that, I you know have, what? I got two large maples. I say this okay. every year. Okay. Frat always says, "Wait a second. Leave your leave them there." Well, isn't it just natural stuff? And it's good for the ground soil. I don't. Not know. if you're mine. Are, mine would be covered, literally covered. So what? No, you can't. What would Freddie the dog Gardner poop? say? 
Did he ever address uh, this I'm trying urgent to think if he topic? Ever addressed. He liked mulch, uh, but leaves. I uh, I mow them right off the yard. I just mow them. You can mow them. That cuts them up. What are you gonna do? You do you mulch? You don't bag. Bag. I got like an eight-acre lawn. I'm not bagging that, you knucklehead. Oh, poloi, hey, where's the big pile of grass? <laughs> I saw something interesting. Let's talk about it. I saw. <laughs> <laughs> See, now that you're not doing the boring stuff, I can come in and we can, you know, loosen up. Wait a up minute. The, wait a minute. Hey, lunches are to be eaten, not to be paid for. This is outrageous. <laughs> He's right. He's right. It's you don't w- think 250 million bucks Joe, is you're, sexy? You're not yes. wrong, but yes. he's right. Yeah, I can't joke about that. There's nothing funny about that. That's why the public isn't interested. It's not a sexy story. Well, I'm not saying it's not a good story. I'm just saying you can't. It's easy to glo- it's easy to pass it over in the newspaper, isn't it? You read that headline and go, <laughs> oh, Ugh, God, and then go on to <laughs> two uh, political observations. Well, three, with the overarching one being, I hate political ad <clears throat> season. Yeah, because yeah, oh, they're all yeah. lies. Yeah. They're all lies. One. There's a, uh, a pro walls ad in which uh, we learn that Jensen uh, is an evil uh, guy Extremist. who is going to take all the money from education. Yeah, he hates kids yeah. and give it in tax relief to the wealthy. Yep, uh, that's just none of it's true. It's not true. Lie. That's yeah. just not the way no. things work. But that's the way it's being portrayed. Like I said earlier, it doesn't matter if it's true or not. As long as someone in an ad says it over and over and over again, people will believe it. Okay. Here's the main point I wanted to make. Yes, sir. I'm sure Angie Craig, who marches in lockstep with the Green Movement Mm -hmm. and Nancy Pelosi and whatever she's told. 100%. 100%. Whatever she's told to continue to hold on to that gig because she enjoys life on the third rail. She's got a new ad. Oh, this one's rich, isn't it? You, yes, you know where I'm going. No, <laughs> is you? this the one of her in the Jeep? Yes. Oh my she's, god! She's yes. got a new ad <laughs> Such where a she's joke. driving a, a Jeep. I don't know which model. It looks a, like a, a wagoneer, right? With no, the no, I think it's a, I think it's a it's a four door. I think, but it's yeah. a sizable Jeep. And she's tearing around country lanes and gravel oh, roads. Yeah. and With her uh, flannel shirt on. Yes, and something to the effect <laughs> of, you know, when I want to get away, I like to... No, but, no, no. When I want to escape Washington. Yeah, when I want to escape Washington. That's what you're, she says. Because, you, well, she's exhausted from fighting oh, for us. Oh, man. And and so when I want to get away, I, I she doesn't say I hop in my Jeep, but she's I, I drive around... I'm paraphrasing the country roads, the gravel roads of Minnesota, and she's fought for term limits, and yeah. she's fought for the oh. And yes. I want people to remember this ad. The next time this BSer comes up with anything having to do with the green uh, energy policies, yep. because our lady, you filled that thing full of gas and had a great time driving around. And then the closing line of the ad is, "And now on to Cottage Grove." Right. Where appear, does she represent that area? I Apparently, sure. And in other words, the the message we're supposed to get is that when she's not fighting for you in Washington, she's burning up gas like the rest of us, driving around in her jeep to visit us minions, us saps, us fools who continue to support these morons in Washington. And uh, I just thought, lady, I'm never going to get this. I'm never going to forget this. You ever come at me with your BS about? Don't drive a car. Get an electric car. That wasn't an electric Jeep. 
That was a gas-powered vehicle she was driving. Can you find it, Matthew? I can't find it anywhere. Oh, you I, haven't seen this I ad? don't think I've seen it. Oh, it's The only one I've seen is her, and I think it's an anti-Angie Craig uh, ad. Where, where she's, she's ripping Lewis. Yelling yeah. and screaming yeah. and blah, blah, it's blah. The, uh, it's the Wrangler, but she's got the, well, she's can you got play the, the T-tops off. And can you she's play got the, the volume? Off. Uh, oh, she's got the plaid. The flannel. Yeah, I'll, oh, you got, I'll, I'll pull all the walls. Walls like she wears fake lumberjack shirt too. Yeah, yeah. She's got another one too, where she's in a maintenance, uh, talking about the trade industry, which is a great message because I believe her son. Yeah, her son's an engineer. And she's got the vest on with the yeah, flannel, oh, thinking course. she's one of us. Of you know. Course. Yeah. Rook, I'll see if I can pull it up because we won't be able to hear it. From okay. Your, uh, it, it's a video. But talk about disingenuous, because she'll think nothing of admonishing you. Right. Uh, for uh, wanting gasoline at affordable prices. When I get really fed up with Washington, I come out here to blow off a little steam. I fought like heck to block congressional pay raises and stop politicians uh, from trading individual stocks. Uh, we don't. And I push for term limits and uh, a ban on members of Congress becoming lobbyists. I'm Angie Craig, and I approve this message. The whole time because she's it wheeling. should only be yeah. about she's serving driving, you. Yeah. Now, on to Cottage Grove. It yeah, should have yeah. said, on to Cottage Grove. Where is that again? Do I go? Well, There's almost an implication that she's gassing it up a little. I'm here to buy. I like to blow off some steam. And she's bounding along in that Jeep. Mm-hmm. And I think that's great. But don't you ever dare lecture me, you phony. Don't you ever tell me that fossil fuels are killing us because they ain't. That ain't no electric Jeep. It would have been better if she'd been in a Volkswagen SUV. Yeah, that would have played. That would have played right into my hands to say that but she got it at Schmelz Country. She'd have to go there in Maplewood yes. on the corner of Thirty Six and Sixty One, where the great family of Volkswagen SUVs are in stock, arriving daily, including the all-new Volkswagen Taos that offers all-wheel drive and IQ Drive advanced safety systems to the family-sized seven-passenger Atlas. I see a lot of Atlases around. Man, they're popular. 5,000-pound towing ca- capability. The uh, all-electric Volkswagen ID4 SUV, named the 2021 World Car of the Year. Schmelz Countryside is uh, multi-generational. They don't have 50 stores. This is it. And the only way they can compete with those huge conglomerates is by providing the greatest customer service and maintaining the relationships that they've had for the past 50 years or more, until I'm corrected, they're the oldest Volkswagen dealer in Minnesota. I cannot find an older one. I've been dealing there for years. My father before me dealt with them for years. We had a Volkswagen back when those guys bought them because they thought it was weird. They just loved them. They loved the Beetle. And uh, they're all there at Schmelz Countryside. Find out the inventory at SchmelzVW.com. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware oh, yeah. stores, oh, sifting through Chris. the nuts and bolts of life. It's Joe Souchere. You're really doing your most to get me fired, aren't you? No, I'll cut it out. Okay, thank you. Uh, GL, has you ever done any cyber stalking at moonmotorsports.com? No, I have not. I really hope so, because they've got a bunch, a bunch of great pre-owned... Bikes and sleds in stock. There's always something cool, a scooter, ATV or two, side-by-side sleds. Uh, So when you hear me say Moon carries 10 brands, Honda, Polaris, Yamaha, Can-Am, BMW, Triumph, Ducati, KTM, Husqvarna, and Skidoo, is that 10? It seems like it's more than 10. 
Uh, that doesn't even include the great deals on used machines. But if new is your thing, oh boy, they've got all the newest models in stock. And it's because of that deep inventory selection that Moon can source some of these hard-to-find machines that you may have been looking for but having a hard time finding. As usual, the parts, the service departments, they're always ready to take care of you. And there's a ton of accessories, apparels, helmets, uh, everything you need to fit your style and profile. Styling and profiling. Family-owned Moon Motorsports just off 94, 25 minutes west of the Twin Cities at Monticello. And that website, moonmotorsports.com. Say, uh, we've lost a great living American, our resident philosopher, Dave Bliss. What? No, 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 no oh, not him, not oh, him. Oh, God. Normally in Sofia, Sofia, Bulgaria, is yeah. back in the States. Uh, we lost another great living American over the weekend. Nils Ole Oldberg graduated to glory Saturday night in Blair, Nebraska at the age of 99. The child of immigrants, he served in World War II on a submarine as a torpedo loader. After the war, he spent decades in the Congo as a missionary. In the 70s, he moved to Belgium to work until he retired in the 1990s back to Minnesota. He was fluent in three languages, a proficient carpenter, and could play the harmonica without using his hands. He also was my grandpa, and he will be missed, Dave Bliss, writing from, this week, Bloomington, Minnesota. Oh. Before he heads back to Sofia, Bulgaria. Does he want to be there when uh, Putin is acting up so strangely? Hmm. Isn't Bulgaria kind of in that area? It's, it's over well, there. You can get it's there. In the I mean, mix. it's in the area We'll see how close it is to... Bulgaria is... Uh, I like to look at maps. Yeah. It's one of those B-named B- counties, yeah. isn't it? Let's see. Bulgaria... Becker, Beltrami, Benton, Baystone, like, Blue Earth, and Brown. Uh, she's just... <laughs> well, let's see here. You zoom out. You gotta definitely got to zoom out. Got to zoom out. Uh, I think they'll be all right. They're, yeah. they're, they're a ways. You yeah. can get to... The, well, you're south of the Ukraine. Oh, yeah, they're fine. They're, they're all right. Yeah. You got Romania in between you and the Ukraine. You're good. Only because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park and Mpumalanga, South Africa, from the traveling linemen's at WorldwideWaftage.com on this day in 1862. Joe, today is September 26th. Dakota people who had opposed the 1862 war gained control of 269 white captives and released them to General Henry H. Sibley at a location later marked by Camp Release Monument in Lakwaparl County. Lakwaparl County. Lakwaparl. Lakwaparl. Best goose hunting in the state. Really? Yep. And on this day in 1992, the Minnesota Vietnam Veterans Memorial was dedicated in St. Paul. Wow. And that's it for this day. Light day today. A light day in Minnesota history. However, a yes. big day in Garage Logic. It really is. Because today, GLers, we are launching the Garage Logic Town Council. Yes! For just $10 a month or $100 for the calendar year, you, my friend, are going to receive access to 24 7 members only live audio stream that's full of live recordings of Garage Logic, best of segments, and replays. Yes. That's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You're also going to get full show video archives, including before and after the show, 
and in between segments when Joe rips the crap out of us. You can also receive a weekly newsletter from the mayor himself, town council membership card, a town council window cling certificate directly from the mayor, and invites to exclusive members-only events. Find out more at the website, which is garagelogic.com. Com. And let me add that this has nothing to do with the daily podcast no, listening. That no. doesn't change. Nope, that'll be available to you for free. This is this is because uh, you might see some hijinks and things like that 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 wouldn't be included in the daily podcast. See us getting yelled at. It, is this going to change the way you uh, live your life? Um, and specifically, I'm asking: if you drip toothpaste on your shirt, are you going to change <laughs> your shirt? No. Nope. Are you going to address a mirror before the show? Just uh, take a little. Today. Take a little. Can't you tell? Look. Ah, look at that. Wait, Kenny, let me ask you a question. I hate the delay in this film. Why did you turn around to look See, at him I'm, when he's sitting directly across from you? I, I, I don't, I don't know, Chris. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, I've been up since 2 a.m. I'm not going to rip you. I'm sorry. All right, GLers, thank you very much. And in addition to maybe subscribing to Garage Logic's Town Council, maybe you want to hit the old subscribe button on the Garage Logic YouTube channel because there, yes, again for free, we are posting daily content for your amusement. And you can also see us on all of our social media channels, which is Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Downloading that Pod MN app will also give you the chance to win Garage Logic merchandise and go to the website once again, garagelogic.com, where you can sign up for the newsletter and be a part of the Garage Logic Town Council. We'll catch you tomorrow.